This podcast is brought to you by Speed, the award-winning PR and communications agency staffed by a team of creative and quick-thinking types who are passionate about communications and its ability to change the world like little else can. Hello, you're listening to Sound Thinking, a podcast that chats to some of the UK's most interesting thinkers and doers, people who are both challenging us and helping us change the way we engage, communicate and behave. Coming up in this episode is our conversation with Vicky Silverthorne. Vicky is a professional organiser with appearances on This Morning and Channel 4's The Big Spring Clean, and she's been featured in dozens of articles in publications including The Daily Telegraph, The Daily Mail and The Times. Vicky's book, Start With Your Sock Draw, made the bestsellers list on Amazon. Our conversation ranged over multiple topics, including how Vicky made the leap from being Lily Allen's PA to starting her own business, the link between decluttering and mental health, the rise and rise of Marie Kondo, and crucially, how big brands might be getting it wrong when talking to their customers about cleaning. We hope you enjoy it. So we're sitting here in West London, in Vicky's lovely kitchen with the sun shining. Um, it seems like spring, if not here, is approaching. There are planes going overhead because we're on the flight path to Heathrow, but it's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for allowing us to record a podcast in your home. It's very nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Lovely to meet you too. So let's let's start with you, Vicky. Let's start a bit about your story, your biography. You talk about it in the introduction to your book, but yeah. how did you get to this point? Where have you come from? My journey into the world of um, professional organising was a very strange, bendy road. Um, it definitely wasn't an obvious one, especially bearing in mind... 10 years ago when I started the business you know nobody knew what I was talking about when I said that <laughs> I was going to start a business as a professional organizer so from from school I suppose I was a nanny so I was very used to sort of looking after people and looking after um people's stuff in a home and from there honestly to be honest I, I think I was a bit lost I was satisfied in my jobs but I knew that I hadn't found what I was meant to be doing yet. When I was working in the golf club, um, I was approached by a couple of the members and they saw that I got on with people and would I like to be their new company PA? So I said yes immediately. Um, before I knew it, I was travelling around the world, you know, as, as PA to all these professional golfers, you know, looking after their sponsors, their clothing, when they were flying out, booking hotels, everything. Two years later, I went for the interview with Lily Allen and got the job as her PA and you know it ticked all my boxes the way, the way I word it is I was looking for a new to work in a new industry uh, for one person I wanted to be someone's rock and um, ideally I wanted to travel and and suddenly I would I was in this job where all of those boxes were ticked it was just one of the most unbelievable experiences of my entire life um, so I think I was 30 when I left working for her to start my own thing um, and I'd seen someone organising her wardrobes. And I remember thinking, God, I could do that. I could do that in the whole house. So after a sort of three-week spell of deciding to be a freelance PA and thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing this anymore, I sort of took the risk and I thought, no, I'm going to be a professional organiser. Looked into it a bit. Massive in America, but not massive in the UK. And I liked that. I kind of liked being the weird one that had just chosen this sort of strange... Um, career to start a business I didn't mind that what did your friends say when you announced you were going to be a professional organizer what kind of reaction did you get friends wise I think they were slightly um confused but supportive um 
and and then then a lot of other people in my life who I sort of knew were, were kind of I'd, I'd labeled them the head tilters so so I'd say oh, I'm doing this I'm starting a business as a professional organizer that's what I'm going to do and I was pumped and excited and I knew it was going to work and I you know people would sort of tilt their head and say oh that's nice you know <laughs> waiting for you to fail um you know and even a month or three three months six months later you'd still get that you know because people have to ask how you know how's work or how's your business you know and they'd kind of sort of worded in a in a like oh how's it going you know waiting for your response to be no no it didn't work no I've sat you know I've sacked that off no it didn't work and it wasn't it was like brilliant it's going brilliantly you began with a handful of clients and it simply grew yeah one of my first clients actually because Lily was fantastic she said I support you you know whatever you do um and back then I think the year before she'd been interviewed in Grazia magazine and they said you know amongst all these other questions they said what couldn't you have done without this year and she said my PA Vicky Silverthorne you know and obviously when I saw it I burst into tears at the time Mm. you know huge and I remember saying to her can I use that quote um you know when I'm telling people about what I do and she said absolutely of course you can um and from there, I think she told quite a few people. And Sarah Dukas, who's Storm Models, she hired me to do her wardrobe. Like, she was one of my first clients. And I was so grateful. I was, like, jumping about. I couldn't believe it, you know. But obviously, the second I walk in the door, I'm really cool. And sure, calm yeah, places. <laughs> um, and And then I think so much of it was word of mouth. I'm not even sure I've had a website back then. So much of it became word of mouth. Um, and it was sporadic with clients, obviously. And then suddenly, it wasn't. Suddenly, it was it was busy. Are you able now, 10 years later, 10 years of, of doing this, running a successful business, are you able to think more philosophically about this? Is there a connection between a decluttered home environment and a sense of well-being, a sense of sort of, you know, positive mindfulness? Is, 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 that, is that too much of a leap or have you seen that in the clients with which you work? Not too much of a leap at all. It's, it's huge, it's massive, it's obvious. It's um, completely 100% there, without a doubt in my mind. Um, not not for everyone necessarily. You know, some people might not care if they've got a cluttered home and might not see it making any difference at all. I kind of disagree. I work for people with anxiety. I work for stressed people, busy people. I work for people who've gone through negative experiences. I work for people where life has just taken over. They might just have a family and life's just gone boom, busy. Um, but it's the common factor in every single person that we do work for. You can see how much it's affecting their headspace. You can see how clear they can suddenly see things once we've left or, you know, once we've completed our work. So it becomes quite a profound thing then. It's it's more than just yeah. sorting through your clothes, removing those that you never wear, yeah. donating to charity. This is literally a sort of mundane activity you're doing but yeah. the, but the the results are, are transformative yeah huge they they really are transformative you know I, the way i see it is every item that's in your home that you don't need use um that is sort of stagnant it's kind of weighing you down um you know there's there's so many studies on on the fact that visually um if you see clutter it has a direct effect on, on you know, your headspace, on your mind, on your well-being. Your book is called Start With Your Sock Drawer yeah. and the rest will follow. Is that good advice? Is that 
you talk in your book about the first step being the sock drawer that is for you the key to beginning this journey to decluttering your life definitely yeah and it's it's not even really about the sock drawer that was that was like a fun title um but I would say it's definitely a great place to start if you're if you're sort of stuck in a rut um and the reason for that is you know you get your sock drawer you tip everything out you pick out the socks you love you know this is really simple that's the whole point pick out the socks you love discard the ones that you don't you know, that are, that are stretched and the elastic's gone and, you know, refresh that sock drawer, put them back in. Very simply, the ones you wear daily, the ones that are for your fancy nights out and your sports socks. Pop the drawer back in, send the rest off, rags for the re- recycling, obviously. Um, and you will get a buzz in the morning. You just will. You'll open that drawer and you'll just have this tiny little buzz and that will kick you off to doing the next draw and then the next draw and then the next draw. Do you think the way we accumulate objects, mm. clutter, Yeah. is this a modern phenomenon? Is this something that's got worse over the time that you've been, been working? Are the things that we take for granted in our sort of everyday interactions? Mm. You mentioned gift giving in your yeah. book, uh, kids' parties. You know, I've got children, I know what that, that's like. Yeah. You know, your child is overwhelmed, mm. it's amazing, you've got so many yeah. things to open and then... The day later, you've got a whole pile of stuff that's a yeah. little similar to what you've already got, yeah. and it's where do Discarded, I put it? Discarded, broken, exactly. and it doesn't yeah. matter because I've got another one. Yeah, type uh, vibe. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Presumably, that's something you come across quite quite frequently. In, we in do, what you do, we do, yeah. And where did it start? I'm not 100 percent sure, but for me, what I remember is suddenly knowing about these shops that are selling clothes very, very cheaply, and you know, life kind of changing from I'm going to spend my wages you know, at the weekend, I'm going to go and buy a top or treat myself to something, an item. And then these shops came along and suddenly you could you could do the same thing, but you'd come away with five bags full for the same price. And you didn't need it. It was kind of just the buzz of like, it was like a grab fest, you know, <laughs> like you'd just be going in and grabbing it because it's all so cheap. So I've got to get lots of it. Um, and for me, that's where I remember in my life that it kind of started. And, you know, I, I went through that stage. Um and I think with that becomes, I think with that comes a lower level of respect for belongings. And I think that's really sad. I'm certainly no expert about this, but I think Instagram is having mm-hmm. an effect yeah. at the way that people show off their domestic spaces, <laughs> you know, instantly in a way they've never done before. Yeah. You've got Marie Kondo on yeah. Netflix that everyone's talking about and everyone started folding their things yeah. four ways and putting them in the drawer and the little thing, you know. So from your point of view, have you seen a sort of evolution in people's approaches to this? This is a conversation that you're having now that seems much more natural than it would have done 10 years ago. This is definitely a conversation that uh, is happening a lot more. I, I love that, though, because suddenly everyone's talking to me about something I love again. Um, so I feel like, you know, I get to I get to sort of spread the love on my subject. Um, and that is thanks to Marie Kondo. Um, she's fantastic. Um, but this is the second phase. This is like the second wave of what she's done. You know, the first was her book and now it's the Netflix show. And I hope she's got something else lined up in, in another four years time. But yeah, I mean, certainly in comparison to 10 years ago when I started the business, no one knew what this was all about. You know, you'd say professional organiser and people would say, well, what on earth is, is that? What, you're a PA or you're a cleaner or you're a, you know, now people know what you do. 
And actually, another thing that I've noticed is now everyone's got a friend who's a professional organiser. That's fascinating. No one had a friend who was a professional <laughs> organiser, even knew what it was 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What has been the impact of social media or Instagram on this, on this industry? Do you think that ability to, to, to walk around your home, to share shelfies, as I heard someone call them, yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Shelfies, I can't believe shelfies, I can say that. Shelfies yeah. Yeah. of your immaculate sitting room. Yeah. I mean, is that good or is that just more pressure that people don't need in their life? Well, I think it's great. I think Insta- Instagram's been, been brilliant for this industry because um, it's, it's purely visual. You know, you don't actually have to write anything if you don't want to. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for me and, and, and my business and, and what I do, um, it's the perfect match. And, you know, it's great. Why, you know, why shouldn't people, you know, show off their lovely homes? And if it encourages them to keep their homes tidy, that's even better because you can't take a picture of an untidy home and put it on. Um, but actually, you should be able to. <laughs> you know, why not? Untidy's fine sometimes. Temporary mess, I call it. Given the current you know, trends and preoccupations, as we've discussed. Do you think there's an opportunity for marketing in this space to sort of turn, I guess, traditional perceptions on their heads? Cleaning, tidying is no longer a chore. It becomes a lifestyle choice. I think there's a there's a huge opportunity that hasn't yet been jumped on. I feel like now is the time for this craze of organization to really kind of take hold in a lot of businesses companies media and I don't think it's there yet I say that because although this is one of the most talked about subjects at the moment I mean you cannot turn a corner or open a paper without something regarding organizational decluttering you know being there I'm not seeing that matching the the marketing yet. So many people aren't up to date with it. I think there's huge opportunity and I think without a doubt people would love to see more of what we're doing. So if you're bought into to a brand, a cleaning brand, a some kind of lifestyle brand, yeah. they paid you a fat fee to be their yeah. to be their advisor. Mm-hmm. What would you tell their marketing department? Firstly, I'd say I am in a different house every single day. I see what's in the house. I see how it's used. I see how it's misused. I see how frustrated people get with certain things that don't work or don't work in the right way or how they've bought something thinking it was this and actually it's that and how much they love simplicity and how with anxiety and mental health and stress levels through the roof, people don't necessarily want the most complicated thing ever um and that everything i do is back to basics and that's part of a huge part of what my clients love the fact we're stripping back people's homes and giving them less that doesn't make sense how come they're getting happier when they're having less you know that doesn't go with everything we've been taught in life make more money have more stuff be happier no 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 what we're doing now we're doing the opposite we're taking away people's stuff and making them happier. So I feel like I'm shouting about it, but nobody's quite listening yet or no one's saying, that's a that's a different way of thinking. That's happening. So are there any brands that you've come across recently that have impressed you that you think are perhaps, you know, making the right start on the, on the journey that you've been describing? Definitely, yeah. I've been approached recently by um, an electrical brand, 
household brand and they um, have been working on an eco, um, it's night of white goods and it's eco and it means less work, it means you have to think about less, do less and less hassle in your life basically and I think wow they've, they've got that spot on, this is brilliant, I want to be involved with them, I want to work with them. Anything storage for me that makes sense is great. I hate it when, you know, someone's selling an item of storage that has no specific purpose, you know, and, and what happens a lot is with a lot of brands, they're selling something, but they're not, they're missing the bit of what could you use it for? And that's where I feel like I could step in. Just a silly example, buy this basket. It's round, it's deep, isn't it great? Well, it is, but what on earth are you going to use it for? Ask me what to use it for. And then I can you know, help sell that item in a great way. Otherwise, people are just going to buy it. It's going to sit in a corner somewhere and be like, oh, I've got, I'm organised, I've got a basket. You know, you're not. <laughs> Ask me what, how to be organised with that item, you know? Because that, that's a mistake people make. Yeah, just having oh, a I'm basket doesn't make you organised. I'm going to go and buy 10 baskets, <laughs> then get home, look around my house and see what I can put in them. Just got a load of baskets. That's not organised. <laughs> you know, oh, another, another thing, and I don't know if it's relevant, but... um. Kitchens and wardrobes, it drives me nuts. I go in to someone's house, they've just had a wardrobe built. It's awful. It's awful. You know, the, the shelves are like half a metre high, so you've got no choice but to pile half a metre's worth of clothes up. They're just going to topple over, they're going to cause a mess. You know, you fail before you've even started trying to be organised. And kitchens, you know, th- a lot of the time it just doesn't flow, and that's I think because, you know, and I see it, people have spent like £40,000, £30,000 on kitchens, and they don't flow. And that's sometimes just because they need a second pair of eyes to go, why don't you do this? Or rule of thumb, why don't you always do that? You know, create this kitchen so that it's a, it's a, you always have a tea and coffee station. And how can we recognise it as this is the place for a tea and coffee station? Well, we're going to put it next to the fridge, and then that's going to be next to the sink. And then it's going to have a thin drawer of just a teaspoon. Like tiny little things, tiny tweaks that you can do to so many things around the home just to make them work better. So I'm going to read a quotation to you now, Vicky, um, from a sociology lecturer at UCL yeah. called Dr. Stephanie Baker. And she said, the rise of cleaning influences is fundamentally about order. It's about more than having a clean home. It's about creating a structured environment in which to flourish. What are your thoughts on this? Yes, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Um, Definitely order, and with order comes control as well. And if you have a good level of control over your home, then without a doubt, your mind is freed and you can give more time to the other areas of your life, whether it's work, family, relaxing, um, and just enjoying your home. Definitely. Something nice about the word flourish, isn't it? I like that word. Yeah, me too. Flourish, yeah. Everyone wants to flourish. (laughs) More flourishing, please. (laughs) We need more flourishing in the country. We do. There's a temptation to link the macrocosm to the microcosm, the, you know, world events to domestic events. And personally, I think we have to be careful about making such, such leaps. However, some people believe that the earthquake in Japan in 2011 coincided with a sort of rise in people trying to sort of this, go through this process of decluttering. We talk now about 
Brexit, you know, whatever views on Brexit, everyone can agree mm. it's been a bit of a mess yeah. <laughs> for, for months and months and months. Yeah. And Trump, all the rest of it, it's a, it's a chaotic time in which we live. Do you think we can make that connection between the chaos beyond the house and trying to sort of keep control and restore order within within the walls? I think the rise of conversation about mental health and general well-being, I don't think there's any coincidence that this has become such a huge subject to talk about and so has mental health, anxiety, well-being. I personally think that that's the that that's the tie um that's the connection i've seen you know five years ago six years ago we weren't talking about mental health and well-being and stress in the same way we are now it was pointed out by marie kondo you can feel calmer with this and i think that was such a strong strong thing that anybody suffering from anxiety stress mental health problems you know grabbed onto as something that may help and then it worked I think that's that's what it's been personally because there are so many of us that have had anxiety or get stressed or are too busy and doing the jobs of five people um that's the sort of common denominator before we go if people are listening to this and thinking yeah I've got to get on this train I've got to start this journey start with your sock drawer (laughs) it's the name (laughs) of your book let's go back to that but what would you say to encourage them? What would you say to someone thinking, yeah, this probably is something I need to do? So the the biggest thing I'd say is, you know, you've probably put it off for a while already. If you have, um, don't panic and think you have to do it all in one go. You'll freak out. You'll ignore it. You'll get overwhelmed. You'll start it. You won't finish it. Um, and you'll end up back where you started. Another five years, you might give it a go. So the the, the strongest thing I think I say to people, and I've been repeating myself for years about this, is um, start small start tiny you know again start with your sock drawer do something small that you can start you can work on and then you can complete because you always want to finish whatever you've started with success and if you take on something too big in your home then you're not necessarily going to be able to finish it in that day you want to um so only embark on the jobs that you know you have time to finish um and you'll get that buzz that's great advice. Thank you very much. Vicky's book, Start With Your Sock Draw, and the rest will follow, is available in bookshops from Amazon, other places. Waterstones. Water, other bookshops are other available. Bookshop. Thank you very much for your time. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about Vicky, her work, and to find a link to buy her book, visit www speedcommunications.com and follow the links from the homepage. While you're there, take a look around the site where you'll find lots about the great ideas, great work and great people that make speed the success it is. So until next time, goodbye.